I have found myself amidst all of it, amidst all of the intense feelings, all of the uh, gravity of events and experiences and everything, I have felt really steady within myself. I have felt sure of who I am. And I have felt... (sighs) I have felt okay. Like, I have been bawling on the floor or deep in my depression and I have had the like internal knowing of like it's okay you're okay you're you're just going through something and that's okay welcome to the live your fuck yes life podcast your place for all things real talk and conscious conversations about shit that really fucking matters I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, your go-to bisexual polyamorous confidence coach who tells it as it is and owns her mess. If you're here to live your fuck yes life, welcome home, my love. Are you ready? Here we go. Hello, loves. (laughs) I know that it has been some time since I have been here with all of you, Uh, an unexpected hiatus (laughs) definitely took place and I'm easing my way back into really much of anything, um, but certainly anything surrounding um, the work I put into the world, the message that I express, etc. Because I just needed some time. Oh, (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you can hear, but the doggos are up here with me today. So you might hear them in the background. Um, and that's just going to be how we roll today in today's podcast. Um, but if if you're listening after my hiatus, um, it's been about a month since my last podcast episode, episode dropped. And I just want to say thank you for being here. And uh, thank you for every message of support that I've received and um, every loving um, respectful, kind, thoughtfully expressed message. Um, I just appreciate this community so much. And um, it's a community I wasn't sure what would look like. Um, and, and what I had felt so sure of before I was really uncertain for a while because I was scared and overwhelmed and... Um, very taken aback and um, processing and I just want to say like thank you for being here really that's it Um, and come back on here with uh, an episode where it's just me at least to start um, as we continue this season and come back from this hiatus and just sort of um, let you know where I'm at and some deep realizations and a very fascinating uh, uh, excavations of my soul heart and experience that I've I've realized I've been going through and so on and as always sharing the mess with you because that's all I know how to do um, 
so to to give a little bit of context um the last two years of my life as i can imagine for many of yours um have been excruciatingly hard on a lot of fronts um you know i went into the beginning of 2020 uh on a lot of levels feeling like my best most authentic version of myself that I had ever felt. I, I really remember seeing a lot during that time that I felt like I was coming home to myself in a way I didn't know was possible. And that was true on so many levels. Um, you know, 2019 was the year that I really owned my sexuality, that I came out publicly. It was the year that I I also uh, really owned Myself as a polyamorous person, I had, you know, um, by the end of 2019, I had been polyamorous for a year and a half. And while that entire experience had been in triad formations, um, I I knew that it was a part of me that went beyond just how I chose to do relationships, that my identity was really linked to polyamory and frankly always had been. I just didn't know how to identify that. And, you know, a lot of my journey early on in in acknowledging uh, my attraction to women and also my desire to have multiple partners um, also had a lot of question marks of like, is this actually what I want? And a lot of exploration. And frankly, those still exist because I think it's important to constantly question the things in your life and say, is this still what I need? Is this still who I am? Because we are constantly evolving. Um, and I spent, but, but a lot of that was coming from a place of fear um, instead of a, a place of curiosity. Um, and, you know, it, 2019 was the year that I realized it truly was who I was at my core, that my capacity for love was abundant and that I didn't believe in a lot of the constructs that compulsory monogamy teaches us. Um, And it just felt really right. Not to mention that my business was really um, expanding in a way that felt really exciting. I was launching group programs and, um, you know, starting a, to really heal from my experience with my preventative double mastectomy and I was spent all of 2019 writing my book which launched that year too and it was just a really big and beautiful year and then I also you know ended that year and started 2020 at the height of my artistic career as an actor getting to do multiple productions that just really really sank and just felt so good like sank in a good way like sank into my bones you know and just I felt like oh my gosh like everything is clicking and I got signed with my dream agency in Chicago and you know at the beginning of 2020 I started dating individually which was something new in my polyamory chapter and that was feeling exciting and fresh and um then the pandemic happened and for so many of us it turned our worlds pretty upside down and what I didn't expect in all of that was how deep 
the grief and the loss and the continued loss that I've since experienced, how profoundly it would impact me, how profoundly it would impact my relationship with everything, (laughs) with the people in my life, with how I show up on a day-to-day, with my mental health, uh, with how what I want to do with my life I mean so many things and it's also been a season of so many of us being in survival mode which is something I talked about on the podcast a lot at the beginning of the pandemic you know we have been perpetually living in survival mode on and off and it continues to happen with world events you know where it's just like when is it going to do settle when is there going to be a settling period where we can come back online and um find homeostasis (laughs) as as a community as as a world um and as individuals within that and uh yeah it's just been it's been hard collectively um but through the last couple of years in really, really big ways, I have experienced more loss than and and navigated more grief than I have I ever thought possible as a human. <laughs> I think maybe in a lifetime, frankly, which maybe is – I tend to be hyperbolic, so as you all know. Um, so so take that with a grain of salt. But truly, it, it has felt all-consuming um, in a way that I did not know was possible. And, um, you know, the saying, when it rains, it pours, it really does – has felt like that for me, you know – it's felt like that in a really big way I'm like getting so deep talking about grief and can't help but just smile at these dogs who are wrestling on the floor in front of me and wrestling very quietly for dogs I don't know if you guys can hear them but um it just shows the duality of life anyways you know I There are a lot of people, a lot of my friends, actually, a lot of people in my world who went through the pandemic uh, from a job standpoint without much shifts. And um, that was not the case for me. You know, I immediately lost performing. Immediately. It was turned off. And uh, while I had and have... Uh, this platform and my work as a coach, as a facilitator, as a writer, all of those things, um, which I love so much, uh, so, so, so much. The thing I love more than anything in the world and the thing that I have wrapped my identity around for my entire life since I was six years old is being an actor, performing on stage, Um, it is not just who I am, but it has also been the way that I have cathartically released 
a lot of my stuff, you know, my personal stuff in my life. Like I just, I've been on stage, I've experienced the adrenaline rush and the deep catharsis that it is to embody a character and sing at the top of your lungs and emote and sink into another person's story and life and mannerisms and express. There is something wildly cathartic about it. Um, You know, it's part of, I mean, you have to be embodied in order to perform. And embodiment is a huge, huge tool for release, which I am so grateful that that's the path that I've taken when it comes to my own coaching journey because I I, <laughs> I, I would be lost without embodiment right now. Um, but that heightened level of embodiment and frankly that identity of mine immediately was removed. And, you know, it's – we talk about grieving lost loved ones. We talk about – you know, uh, the grief that is, you know, grieving the normalcy that was the pre-pandemic life, right? But what's rarely talked about is the grief of a job and, and of the thing that fuels your entire soul. And overnight, I was grieving that and navigating the loss of that and I've continued to do so, you know. There, there have been pockets of opportunity here and there, depending on how things have been from a, you know, transmission rate standpoint. Um, and it just has not worked out that I've been able to to land a show that has worked in the, in those windows. So, and I have, you know, I haven't performed, I haven't been on stage in two years, which is a long, long, long time for me. And it has been a huge loss. Um, huge loss, a huge grief process. I've also lost people in my life. Relationships have either changed in really dramatically large ways or just gone. Um, I've been through, gosh, I don't know how many breakups. (laughs) Uh, uh, Four, three, four, I think, breakups. Um, I've uh, navigated uh, a turn of events when it comes to my business and really uh, my integrity um, uh, as a person and as a business owner um, that I never anticipated and um, had to grieve. Uh, and I'm still grieving and navigating what that looks like and means for me moving forward, but also just in the process of that. And I'm, I'm also dealing with some really heavy personal things um, that I don't know if I'm going to talk about on the podcast or not. Um, maybe, maybe I will one day. We'll see. <laughs> um, but right now I'm, I'm holding those things close to my chest and Not to mention, I you know went through my first ever bout of depression um, in my life. Um, it's what I would consider a mild depression based on symptom checkers that I've researched. I definitely experienced an anxiety, but that piece of things hadn't really been at the forefront of my mental health experience. And all of a sudden it was, and uh, 
I had, you know, no appetite, which was also triggering for me on a lot of levels, given my history with eating disorders. Um, I, you know, was sleeping 12 hours and didn't have the energy or desire to do really much of anything for, for a time. Um, and it really took me by surprise. And, and, and yet when I think back to all of the grief (laughs) and all of the loss, it's no surprise to me at all, you know? Um, so it's been very, it's been a very interesting time. And yet, and I would say the most tumultuous time of my life, you know, um, or certainly in the last two years have had the most tumultuous pockets of time, the, the most intense times of my life. And yet I have found myself amidst all of it, amidst all of the intense feelings, all of the uh, gravity of events and experiences and everything, I have felt really steady within myself. I have felt sure of who I am. And I have felt... (laughs) I have felt okay. Like, I have been bawling on the floor or deep in my depression. And I have had the, like, internal knowing of, like, it's okay. You're okay. You're, you're just going through something, and that's okay. I'm getting emotional when I think about that, when I – because that <laughs> that has been like the fucking holy grail that I have been searching for my whole adult life. All I have wanted was to feel sure within myself, to genuinely feel at home in my body, my soul, my mind, all of it, to feel connect so connected to myself that I could find steadiness amidst the chaos of my life and that it wouldn't break me that it wouldn't cause me to question my self-worth that it wouldn't uh, have me breach my own very 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 important boundaries or uh, maintain unhealthy relationships or uh <laughs> Just do what other people needed me to do, even if it was actively harming me and my mental health. I I have been able to stay steady amidst the chaos. And that is something I will never, ever, ever take for granted. Because holy shit, does it make navigating the fucking mess and the hard stuff of life feel actually motherfucking bearable. Like, holy fuck. I'm not saying this to brag, (laughs) but I'm sharing this to 
let you know that it's possible because I didn't know. I didn't know for the longest time. It is possible. It is possible. And two, to share some of the things that I've done for myself that have really made all the difference. As always, I want to just put a little caveat here that we are all unique individuals. And what works for me isn't going to inherently work for you and vice versa, right? That's what makes us so amazing. Um, And so obviously this is different than me working with you one-on-one or in a group capacity where I can, you know, really tailor my teachings to your unique needs um, and your unique personality and set of values, et cetera. Um, So as everything that I ever share, you know, take what resonates and leave the rest. You know, it's really just about whatever serves you, like dive in full, full force and some of this won't and that's cool too. So always remember that. So <laughs> I'm going to share the things that I've done for myself that have actually supported me coming home to me. And I'm also going to say that this list is not going to be something that you love to hear because it's not a simple checklist that is shiny and that you see on Instagram or in blogs or news articles. It's like, how do you feel better in 30 days? Because um, all of that is our band-aids and I did those <laughs> for a really long time and um, they may feel good for a chunk and there's nothing wrong with band-aids, but I'm here to um, help you heal your deepest wounds, not um, cover them up for a bit and then have you be flailing in the deep end again. That is just, I played that game too many times and it is not how we do over here. So with that being said, there are two major components that are vital when it comes to coming home to yourself. Well, that's a lie. There are three major components. The first one is developing self-awareness. Now you might be wondering, well, Amanda, I hang out with myself all the time. I'm 35 years old. You know, I have been with myself for a long time. Yeah, that's true. But how well do you really know yourself? Like genuinely know yourself. Know your deepest needs. Know your values and how you want to show up in life. My experience from my own um, life and also from all of the work I do and and, uh, the the students I've had is that most of us are living life um, with a a massive mask to the world. And what we present, we become – over time. And so we've been taught either by society or the culture we've grown up with, the teachers we've had um, to be a certain way, act a certain way, live in life a certain way, love a certain way, all sorts of things, right? It's this this mask, the cage that we've we've had cultivated for us and around us. And we build our identity attached to that. But the reality is, is that while parts of that might truly be who you are and are who you are, uh, 
chances are there's a large part of yourself that is being extinguished or covered, like thrown under the covers. And the first part of being able to come home to yourself is being able to acknowledge what that even is, right? Being able to say, this is who I am. This is what I care about. And that work doesn't happen overnight. (laughs) And often we don't even know how to start, you know, really with that path. And obviously there are so many ways to do that. Uh, That's actually a big part of the program that I run, the School of Fierce Feels and Fucks. We spend the first entire chunk of the program really, really, really uh, unpacking (laughs) and breaking open the cage so we can get to the root of our self-understanding. But a really simple thing that you can start doing now on a day-to-day basis with yourself is asking two questions. The first one is, what do I need right now? Just getting getting into the practice of checking in with your needs on a daily basis. What are you needing today? What do I need? What do you need? And the second one is, you know, making a list of the things that like light you up, where you know you know those things where like your whole body comes alive and your cells turn on and you're like, oh, yes, I feel the most me when I'm doing these things. Make a list of what those things are because chances are that is a jumping off point of like what actually matters to you and what your identities are and all sorts of stuff. And it can be really illuminating um, and shocking. I, I have all of my students do this exercise um, when we work together and it uh, it often is really surprising to them what um what is a part of that. So that's a way to really start honing the self-awareness muscle um because again, until you are aware, you cannot make shifts. Until you are aware, nothing changes. It all just stays the same and you continue on the rigmarole, the, you know, uh, automatic pilot which is how most people live uh, in a day-to-day basis. And frankly, Right now, it's okay if that's how you're living a lot. Uh, if that's all you have the capacity for, like, it's okay. <laughs> that's part of coping mechanisms and you have every fucking right. Um, but if you are in a season and a place where um, coming home to yourself is really something that, you, that you're feeling so, so, so called to, so beckoned around and that you want to be able to not feel like your whole world is fucking falling apart because you have the stability within yourself right? You're, you're, you're the, you're the steadiness in the storm, then this is a beautiful and really important place to start. The second thing is facing your shadow. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I talk often about the light and the shadow and I do this in my work too. And you know, the light is when we are like feeling confident and, and, alive and bright and joyful and it's often the thing that we see people portray exclusively online right it's this like light version of themselves but we don't usually see the flip side of that which is the shadow the the struggle the pain the shame um the the trauma all of the the underbelly right but you can't have light without darkness the sun doesn't rise uh, without the moon also, you know, that's that's the, the cycle of life. And we are 
we are we have multiple facets to ourselves and if we only revel in and accept one aspect of ourselves then we are we are diminishing the beauty that is the shadow and we have to do the healing work where we not only um, face it but we start to acknowledge it and and hold it and love it and and be compassionate towards it um, personally, I have done most of this work in therapy, and I always recommend therapy to every person on the planet. Um, it is really important to build that muscle of love towards the things that you regret, the shame you hold the trauma you've experienced and um, to, to allow yourself to really face your fears, move through your fears. Um, and it's not easy work. It's really, 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 really not fun to experience and go through. But there is something so important about holding yourself in that space and I am abundantly grateful for the four years of therapy that I have gone I haven't missed a week of therapy in four years um that I have done because it it has truly allowed me to unlock that next step for myself and to oh gosh, like just hold myself with so much love for past versions of me and present versions of me um, where I no longer question my self-worth if somebody doesn't like me or if I make a mistake. I don't see myself as a bad person if I hurt somebody. I just acknowledge that I hurt somebody and that that doesn't speak to me as a person, but it speaks to an action or something I said, right? Um, I never used to be able to separate those things and constantly felt like I needed to pretend to be something other than what I was in order to be accepted and loved by anybody. Um, So... Yeah, so much unpacking, not to mention like if you have experienced any trauma like I have um, on any level, uh, being able to, gosh, getting so emotional, but being able to go back and, and understand why you respond to things the way you do because trauma informs patterns Uh, and, and, and also love give love to your your younger self who didn't know how to handle what was being uh what what you were facing um is so important so that's that's the second thing and the third and final thing is cultivating uh a really like embodiment rituals at the end of the day but really just a either a routine of embodiment or a practice of embodiment is really more how I prefer to look at it. Um, But embodiment tools and techniques where you can really, you know, uh, 
keep coming back to your physical self and um, integrate all the work you're doing, you know, in your brain, <laughs> um, if, especially if you're doing talk therapy with your physical self. And, and that can look like a lot of different things, um, right? Embodiment can be as simple as like going for a walk. It can be as simple as noticing that you're getting a little anxious or when you're feeling scared about something that your heart starts to race and holding your your chest with you know a, a, a palm, your palm and just like rubbing that area as a like a self-soothing technique embodiment can be you in the shower rolling rolling your shoulders and noticing where you're holding tension um, it's noticing when you are activated when you are triggered by something or when you're feeling a, a certain feeling anger hurt uh, betrayal joy uh, sorrow and everything in between where does it live in your body right this is the 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 meat and potatoes of the work that I do. This is really like the the ugh, the most important thing. Once you've acknowledged your fears and and have the self are building the self awareness muscle, integrating embodiment um, into your day to day to help you move through everything you're you're navigating. It, it allows you to feel unstuck within yourself. It allows you to just really hold yourself at the end of the day and it, it can look big it can look small like I like I shared multiple examples it can look like you know doing a workout or going to a dance class or it can look like sitting and just like giving yourself a hug right there are so many different facets of embodiment work um, but really really developing that practice is and has changed my life um, and all of those things all three of these things they are all uniquely vital and important. And the reason that I have the steadiness I have, um, and it's the reason why I have not broken. And I could not have said that a couple of years ago. I would be broken if it hadn't been for that work. And I am grateful for whatever happened for the universe to empower me to pursue this line of work, to honor my, my, my own worth, and uh, actually enter my own needs into the equation. Because I spent so many years not doing any of those things. And so if you are somebody who hasn't started your journey or maybe you're somewhere along the path I hope listening to this empowers you to empowers you to know that it's not for nothing and on days where you feel like giving up or like it's taking too long that it is worth it it is worth it because you're gonna need you over anybody and anything, you are going to need you to hold you through the dark. To keep you afloat when you're in the deep end. And when everything around you feels like it's falling apart, you don't have to. 
And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And as always, you can check out anything I talked about in the show notes or whatever at amandacatherineloy.com slash podcast slash 140, 140. And uh, I just, I appreciate you again for being here, for being here with me, for supporting me and um, being a part of this community. I see you. I appreciate you. And I love you. And I... We'll see you next time on the flip side. Bye-bye.